Changed by Love is the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills, located in Dover, New Jersey. Our desire is to teach the Word of God with passion and simplicity, as well as a direct application for our lives. With that in mind... Now, the reason I like the translation of submit yourselves is it shows us that it is voluntary. It's very important to understand this. If submission is forced, it is not biblical submission. Very important to understand that. If, if submission is forced, it is not biblical submission. I don't want, I don't want, to, I don't want you to miss that. The problem for us is the way we think of certain things. We struggle to see roles and leadership. We talked about this last week in the context of mutual submission. Today on Changed by Love, we continue our controversial study in Wives Be Submissive to Your Husbands from Ephesians chapter 5. While we recognize and despise the abuse that has resulted from this verse, we also despise the misinterpretation of the verse that results in the abuse. To our ears, particularly women, this verse sounds shocking. However, did you know that in the paragraph in which it was written, it would be the first century men that would be shocked at the Apostle Paul's defense of the equality of women? The scripture teaches there is to be no inferiority, cruelty, or domineering attitude in marriage, rather equality and mutual consent. Whether you are married or single, it is so important that we get this right. Here's Pastor Jim. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, we're told about a man who's uh, doing wickedness with uh, probably his stepmother-in-law. And the Apostle Paul tells the congregation that anyone who name, is named a brother, anyone who says he's a Christian, people say to me, we're involved in this sin, and I go, are you a Christian? They go, what's the difference? They go, big difference. If you're not a Christian, I expect you to be doing it. If you are a Christian, then I got to do what 1 Corinthians 5 tells me. The Apostle Paul says anybody in the church who says they're a Christian and they are involved in repetitive and unrepentant sin, they keep doing it and they're like, hey, listen, ain't no you, no Bible, no apostle, no God going to tell me how to live my life. You know what the Apostle Paul says? Boot him out the front door. Boot him out. He's a bad influence on everybody. Let's, let's hope that Satan has his run with him. And then he'll come back and say, you know what, I was wrong. I'm, I'm very, very sorry. Now, they would be hearing that and they would go, what's the big deal? So what? He's, she's, she's sleeping around a little. What, what's the big deal? This is, this is the Roman Empire. This is Corinth. Why are you being so drastic? Then we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. It says this, he says this. Now concerning the things of which you wrote to me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Now, if you have a daughter, you love that verse. I mean, you're like, this is awesome, right? I, you know, it's like, I, I said to Card, to all my daughter's boyfriends, you know, 1 Corinthians 7.1. <laughs> and uh, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Uh, you definitely don't want that from your wife on a, on a Valentine's Day card. She's like, but it's a hallmark. You're like, I don't care what kind of card it is. So um, now you say, well, what is this? There was a discussion going on over what was better, celibacy and singleness 
or getting married. And what's better? What's better is what God has called you to. And God called the Apostle Paul to singleness. God called the Lord Jesus to singleness. And God has called many Christians to singleness. Praise the Lord. Verse 2, nevertheless, 1 Corinthians 7, nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife and let each woman her own husband. Now, they'd be sitting there going, wait a minute. I get that I can maybe only have one wife, but, but no women on the side? This is Corinth. I mean, we're progressive. We're civilized people. Verse 3, let the husband render to his wife the affection due her and likewise also the wife to her husband. Now, they would hear that and they would go, I have to render my wife affection? That's ridiculous. I want sex. I don't want to, I don't want to render her affection. This is, this, is what, this is what goes on in Corinth. Verse 4, the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. You could just picture the guys in Corinth elbowing the wife right about that time. See, baby? Forget that headache stuff, right? Your body is mine. The guy reading it probably pauses because he, he knows what's coming next. They're thinking he's finally making sense. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Are you nuts? So the wife says, yeah, yeah, you can't go with your girlfriend. You can't go with the temple prostitutes. You can't do any of that stuff because your body belongs to me. Revolutionary stuff. Revolutionary stuff for men. Verse 5, do not deprive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Those guys would be going, mutual consent? Are you kidding? Mutual? No way. No way. Verse 6, but I say this as a concession, not as a commandment, for I wish that all men were even as I myself, his case is single and more free to serve the Lord, but each one has his own gift from God, whether you're single or married, that's a gift, one in this manner and another in that. So now that he has sufficiently turned Corinth upside down, we go back to how he's turning Ephesus upside down. Ephesus 5.25, now he turns to the husbands, and this would be shocking to them. Husbands, love your wives. How? Just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Now let me ask you a question, ladies. Does that sound domineering to you? Does that sound dominating? Does that sound crushing? Does that sound under my thumb? Does that sound my way or the highway? Does that sound like, you know, me, man, you, woman, you get me beer and pretzels <laughs> while I watch football on only TV we have while your favorite movie is on? Is that, is that what that sounds like? Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Verse 28, So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Does that sound like the wife is inferior to the husband? 
love your wife as you love yourself. Does that sound like she's worth nothing? No. See, the problem is people pick a verse out they don't read far enough. For no one ever hated his own flesh, verse 29, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. Hmm. So the Lord nourishes and, and cherishes the church. Does, he's talking to men. Does that sound like cruelty? Or does that sound like supportive of the church? For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and his bones. And then he quotes Genesis 2.24 for this reason. A man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, the two shall be, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. So now this is for all of us. This is not just for married people. It's talking about Jesus now. And, and marriages, our marriages actually are to reflect the divine. Because somehow they are connected to Christ and the church. Verse 33, Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself and... We'll come to all that next week, ladies. You're just, you know, tie that man by the, you know, by the ankle and bring him here. Remember this for tonight, this part. Let the wife see that she respects her husband. Why? For his God-given role and the responsibility that God has given him for his wife. Let's read our three verses again for tonight. Ephesians 5, through 24. Wives, submit uh, to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject, or some say submit to Christ, so let the wives be their own, to their own husbands in everything, uh, most versions say, so wives also should submit in everything to their husbands. Now, in light of everything we read, do, do you really think that that means that, that no matter what the husband wants, the husband gets? Do you think that? Do you think that he says, okay, let's go to the polling place, but you're not registered to vote? <laughs> do you think that's what it says? Do you think he says, let's, let's take a vote, and it's one versus one, and he says, oh, I forgot, my ver I cast the deciding vote. Do you think that's what it means? Do you think that it means that he's the boss? Oh, we're not getting as many takers now. We might have gotten some more takers at the beginning. Do you think that it means that he's in charge? Well, let's go back to verse 21. We're going backwards. Verse 21 said, submitting to one another in the fear of God. That word submit is the word hupotasso. You say, that's great. What does that mean? We talked a little bit about it last week. We said that it, 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 it is a word that means to come under. You know, similar life, you're, if you're a, a sergeant in, in the army and you're under a colonel or a captain or something like that, you're, it, it's, it means to come under. It means to be uh, subordinate to those who are worthy of respect. But it really means for two reasons. They are worthy of respect because of the qualities they possess, which, wives, if your husband has those qualities, praise the Lord. Or, and or, it can be either or, or it can be both, the position that they have. 
So, so we, we respect someone in position. We, respect, we should have some respect for our boss or someone in certain uh, positions of authority. That's why we're told to pray for the government authorities, even if we completely disagree with them. Because we respect the position that they have because who did they get it from? They got it from the Lord. So we respect what they got from the Lord. Now, as followers of Jesus, we do this because of the position that God gives people in the government. We respect, we do it because we respect the position that God gives people in the body of Christ, in, in our families, in the world. Now, very interesting, years ago, the concern was that, that a lot of women were uh, being, trying to take on the man's role within Christianity. Now, that is far less of a concern. Far more of the concern now is that a lot of passive young men are not rising up to the role that God is calling them to do, and the women are stepping in out of necessity, not because they're trying to want the role, but because the man is too passive. Now, no matter how you take this and everything we've gone through, there is not a hint of superiority. There is not a hint of forcing someone to submit. In fact, this, this word really has to do with a voluntary submission. So, so it's someone who says, I'm going to voluntarily obey what God has told me to do, and knowing that failure to do so is rebellion to God. So what he's getting at here is that spirit-empowered Submitting to one another, verse 21, is the way of Jesus. How do we know it is? Jesus Christ himself submitted to his heavenly father. His father wanted him to die on the cross, and Jesus went. Remember, if there's another way, let this cup pass from me. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus said, but not my will, but your will. I am putting myself, hupotasso, I am putting myself under you. I am, I am submitting to God's will. So it's, it's the way Jesus did it, and it's the way we follow Jesus. Knowing that, we come to verse 22 again. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Now, some people will point out to you that in all actuality, that the word submit is not in the original manuscripts. That's actually true. But, but it, what we have here is a sentence without a verb. But why did the translators put it in? Because, because it seems to be submission would be clearly in mind. Let's just read it here. Verse 21, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Let's take submit out of verse 22. Wives to your own husbands as to the Lord. What's the subject he's talking about? Submitting. There's the logic in it and submit will be later on in the passage as well. Verse 22, the old King James Version writes it this way and the NIV stole it from them 
And I think it's a better skip way of giving us the sense. So I'll quote the, the NIV version of verse 22. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. So, so it's an act of you yourself doing the submitting. It's voluntary. He is not bludgeoning you into doing it. It's a voluntary thing. Now, some people say, well, they added it anyway. That's tough. I don't care. Colossians 3.18, among other places, makes it tough to deny it. Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Uh, J.B. Phillips puts it this way. He says, wives, uh, adapt yourselves to your husbands that your marriage may be a Christian unity. That's the way he puts Colossians 3.18. Now, the reason I like the translation of submit yourselves is it shows us that it is voluntary. It's very important to understand this. If submission is forced, it is not biblical submission. Very important to understand that. If, if submission is forced, it is not biblical submission. I don't, want, I, don't want to, I don't want you to miss that. The problem for us is the way we think of certain things. We struggle to see roles and leadership. We talked about this last week in the context of mutual submission. We think, I got to be the boss. I'm over everybody. I got to tell people what to do. It's my way or the highway. That, that is not biblical thinking at all. You say, can you give me an example? Well, a couple years ago, we, we studied the book of 1 Peter. In 1 Peter 5, the apostle Peter said that there are to be leaders in the church, and the leaders in the church are to be ready to serve the people and not to lord their leadership over the people and to be an example to the people. So for Peter, who walked with Jesus, there is no contradiction between serving and having authority. There is no contradiction between serving and being an example and being a leader. You say, well, how is this so? In biblical thinking, and again, we have to, we have to put our, on our theologian glasses and not always see everything the way it's demonstrated in the world. In biblical thinking... Order does not imply inequality. Do, do we understand that? Order does not imply inequality. We're told in the scriptures that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are different but equal. The Father tells the Son what to do. The Son brings glory to the Father and the Holy Spirit points everybody to Jesus. And when Jesus leaves, he sends the Holy Spirit to live every, in every one of us. So they're different, but they are equal. Let's take a simple earthly example. A parent may, well, actually, they shouldn't may, they should exercise authority over their children. The parents must do that. That does not mean that a parent is better than their child. Do you ever see a guy, you know, getting, or a woman getting really rough with their kid in the store? And what do you want to do? You want to walk over, rip that kid from him, and go, listen, who do you think you are? You're not better than this kid. 
No, they have authority over them, but they are not better than them. So the Apostle Paul is not teaching that women are inferior. In fact, he is teaching the exact opposite because next week he is going to lower the boom on men. He's going to really come down on them. Now notice he says this. He says submit, and I think, it's, I think you can put that word in there. Submit, come under your husband as you would to the Lord. What does that tell us about submission? Well, if it's as to the Lord, it tells us it's a word of holiness, that it's a word of dignity, that there's nothing wrong with it at all. Now, let's understand what he means by submit to the Lord or what he doesn't mean by submitting as to the Lord. Would the Lord tell you to sin? No. So if you're a wife and your husband wants you to sin, does God want you to sin? No. No. So when he goes, hey, I'm the man, submit. You go, well, you're not the Lord. You don't. Letting your husband sin is not submission. We got that, ladies? Letting your husband sin or helping your husband sin is not submission, and that is not obeying the Lord. It's doing the exact opposite. Now, some women try to take advantage of this. You women are crafty, I know. Should you only submit to your husband if he's perfect like the Lord? <laughs> That's a funny one. That's a funny one. Should you only submit if you agree? That's not submission. That's an opinion. Should you only submit if you think it's the Lord's will for you? That's lead poisoning, right? You say, oh, sorry, honey, I don't feel lead. That's lead poisoning. Remember, we're supposed to... Uh, Submit to one another. Verse 22, J.B. Phillips says, You wives must learn to adapt yourselves to your husbands as you submit yourselves to the Lord. So the wives have a choice. You have a choice in this verse here. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Do you want to read this as something oppressive? Or do you want to read this as God intended it to be read? Sadly, I believe that in their rebellion to God, many husbands and wives have totally missed this, that there is a glorious calling here for both husbands and wives. When I uh, meet with a couple for premarital, one of the first questions I generally ask them is this. I look them right in the eye. Usually I'll start with the guy. I'm much tougher on the guys. And I will say to them, how do you intend to make this person a better Christian? And they really start to squirm. But we're in love. You see, here's the deal about this. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said this. He said, love won't save your marriage. Your marriage will save your love. See, you think that love is going to save your marriage. What happens when you lose your love? But when you keep your commitment in your marriage, that will save your love. Because your love will come back around if you're willing to let it. 
And I think so many people have, have missed this glorious calling. So I say, so how do you intend to make this be person a better Christian? How do you intend to make them a better follower of Jesus? Now, I am not expecting them to know the answer, but I am expecting them to have nightmares about it. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for joining us on today's edition of Changed by Love with Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Dover, New Jersey. Would you like to hear this message again? Simply log on to our website, www.changedbyloveradio.com. There, you can listen to archive broadcasts, load our mobile app, as well as listen to Pastor Jim's easy-to-follow, verse-by-verse teaching on much of the Bible. You can also request a CD of this message in its original, unedited form on our website. If you would prefer to write to us, our address is Changed by Love, 158 West Clinton Street, Dover, New Jersey, 07801. That's Changed by Love, 158 West Clinton Street, Dover, New Jersey, 07801. Or you can give us a call at 973-659-3380. Once again, that's 973-659-3380. Changed by Love is sponsored by listeners like you. We are so thankful for your continued support and prayers that allow us to bring our show to you on this station. Make sure you tell your friends and family about Changed by Love on this station, as well as how to listen to Pastor Jim on our website and mobile app. In the next edition of Changed by Love, Pastor Jim will continue teaching through God's Word. Glance at the clock right now, and please make plans to join us next time to be encouraged, comforted, and challenged by the Word of God. You are all a blessing to us. We hope to see you next time here on Changed by Love. <music>